0: Rolling, rolling. Kid, rolling kid with the homies. Used to do that All the time. He would interrupt class by going, rolling, rolling, rolling. <laughs> like, wall back. Wall back? Walmart <laughs> rollback passes is what I meant to say. Oh, like, the commercial. <laughs> you got it. Hi, Victoria. Hi, Danielle.
1: How are you feeling today?
0: I'm excellent. I dropped off my boyfriend at the airport.
1: Wah, 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 wah. Wah. What
0: about you? How are you feeling today?
1: I feel fantastic. the The house feels good. Mm. The vibes feel great in here. Duke's up on his cat tree. Where We're on reunited. His dukedom. On his dukedom. His kingdom. My cat has a mustache, and um, to say he's dapper is quite. An understatement. Ah, He's the most dapper cat ever. He's not looking at us right now. I know.
0: Would you like to breathe? I would love to breathe. (sighs) I'd like to try a breath. Easy. Pranayama exercise. In for four, out for four. Mm. Yeah. So like four, three, two one. That's the in-breath and the out-breath is four, three, two, one. And then back in, four, three, two, one. Out-breath, four, three, two, one. Now to yourself.
1: the cars outside are breathing with us Mm. you know it's like when you tap into just the most basic primal awareness awareness yeah it's like the whole world's doing it with you the whole universe breathes with you You become one with it we're all one (laughs) (laughs) so hi everyone welcome welcome back to podcast on the vibe Thanks so much for staying, sticking around. Yeah, we're happy to have episode you. Episode two, yeah, you know, yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm so excited. We're I can't even obviously talk. Obviously not gangster.
1: <laughs> yo, yo, episode two in this <laughs> house. Well, yeah, we're just super honored to continue to have this platform, this space to talk to you about all things metaphysical wellness. Mm-hmm. The feedback from episode one has been nothing but. Fantastic. Yeah. Our friends that um, have supported us and given us feedback, thank you so much. We look forward to having you on. And um, for those of you we don't know, thank you for listening and reaching out to us, following us on Instagram, sharing the episode. We are now officially live on Spotify. And. And Apple. We're like
0: iTunes oh, official. We're so official. She casually texted me that and then I realized it was a moment that I actually needed to freak out about So i had to, like pull over and stop <laughs> <saw> my car <laughs> and like kind of celebrate it. amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's exciting. But yeah, thank you all so much for supporting. Today's episode, we want to talk a little bit more about ourselves and how we discovered what it is that brought us to this podcast, the The journey within.
1: Yeah. And, you know, most of our podcasts are going to start having guests. Mm -hmm. For those of you who haven't listened to our first episode, uh, go ahead and check that out. We talk a little bit about how we got podcasts on the vibe up and running, but we really wanted to wait until this episode to kind of just lay it all out on the table. And we uh, discussed education in our first episode and where we think that our system could be changed for the better and how we feel like school systems can be more on the vibe so go check that out subscribe to us on any podcast platform that you're using leave us a rating so that way more people can um have access to what we're doing yeah on that note um do you want to go first you want to talk about Talk about the youth of your
0: life. Take taking it back in time. What was your first meditation like since we just meditated?
1: Ooh. Mm. Okay, so to be fair, I am not very
0: meditative.
1: I wouldn't say that, <laughs> but I don't have a very consistent meditation practice. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping through, you know, the work that we're doing together and talking to people about this lifestyle that will be more of Prevalent. yes exactly and to be fair to myself I have definitely gotten more into meditation lately but I will say that my first like real experience with meditation had have been when I started yoga mm-hmm. and I started doing yoga in Orlando at Orlando power yoga, power yoga yeah. oh, I it was thing. when I was living with Cody McNeely or shortly before we were living together he brought me to my first class like, my first real class. Yoga is really where I was introduced to meditation on a level that worked for me. Because meditation can really be anything for anybody. It can be a walk in the park. Mm. can be sitting and looking at the waves. Absolutely. Some people's sun gaze, which I don't understand too well. With poor
0: eyes. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, I, at the right times.
1: Right. It's like 5 a.m. and 5. You. Right, so yeah. it's just different for everybody, but I found the I found to be the most comfortable with meditation in in yoga class, like savasana mm. and um, the beginning of classes. I, I like being guided, yeah. If you will, so um, I also was really into Dr. Brian Weiss's book, Many Lives, Many Masters, and that kind of got me interested in past life regression. And so I started listening to some of his meditations on YouTube because I really wanted to know what my past lives were. And I still haven't had an experience yet. I'm hoping to be regressed at some point Mm -hmm. in the near future. I've had opportunities to, but they've been um, hindered by distractions, (laughs) actually. You tell me that interruptions just like happen every time you're about to... Yeah. And so that was when I was 21. It was when I was kind of going through my spiritual awakening, which I'm sure we'll get into on this episode. But... I was with my friend Kelly, who I've talked about before, and she had a script. We started getting into it, and my cat jumped on my stomach. Mm-hmm. And then the second time, my roommate knocked down my door right as I was entering that circular room that people talk about in uh, past life regression. Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of doors in this circular room, and each door like leads you to your past life. Um Yeah, that was a long tangent, but yeah, meditation is something that I am uh, warming up to and realizing that it doesn't need to be just me sitting cross-legged, crisscross applesauce, you know, silent and like not moving. It can, it can just be me in a bath, you know, or me on my bed or me in yoga. So Mm. yeah, Victoria, (laughs) what is your experience with meditation?
0: Well, my experience or, like, the first time or, I guess, all of the above. Yeah,
1: what's your relationship with meditation? How has it transformed your life?
0: Well, I don't necessarily say that my meditation practice is um, super regimented. I agree with you that it can can flow and it can be a lot of different things. Like, a simple – like, I mean, we spend a lot of time in our cars. So, a drive can be meditative if you – they aren't sitting in crazy traffic
1: or if you choose to see it as meditative rather than frustrating Mm. it's all about the perspective entirely and
0: i think a little bit of an oxymoron here or no not an oxymoron what is funny about it is that your meditation practice can allow you to see how everything is a meditation Mm -hmm. like you never really have to leave that state and going back to your breath is what brings you back into that state.
1: Definitely. Um,
0: my first time I ever meditated, there's like forms of it you do in high school theater. Yeah. You know, like just little exercises and stuff like For that. For sure. And I, lo- I think that's why it's so important to have it in schools, mm-hmm. like the arts at all. Even like any sort of art you're doing is a form of meditation, like painting and stuff. Yeah. Once you get into that flow. That's meditation. But the first time I like was like, oh, that's my... I'm meditating I'm in my brain. First time that was, for me, was... Really was during teacher training. Cool. Because even Svasana, for me, was not always meditative. Like yeah. In that, in that sense that I really dropped in. It's It can get really, really deep and heavy when for you... sure. When you put a f- focus regularly towards it. it. Yeah. You really do begin to unlock some parts of your brain because... You, It's a regimented thing that you do daily that you force yourself to, like, chill. Mm -hmm. You force yourself to chill. Not even, like, stretch or move or do anything. You just force yourself to sit and be in the middle of it, whatever it is. Yeah. If you're having a rough day, if you're anxious, or if you're just whatever, if you're totally bored, like, you just sit in the middle of that. And you say,
1: mom right honestly like yeah that's just something that I want to apply as as like a life tool for myself (laughs) um I love that just taking a step out of your situation and and grounding into your reality and yourself and there was a,
0: a specific moment I remember in teacher training um where we were forced to like be meditating and then because you're a teacher training you you report back about your meditation mm. which i can think be it can be very beneficial to meditate with someone like hold someone accountable right if you're trying to begin a meditation practice. right and
1: kind of learn how other people's mm-hmm. meditations work while you're kind of coexisting at the same time yeah. and how your experience is so different than theirs or very similar it's very beautiful
0: yeah it just kind of like puts you on a place of relatability where you can be like okay well they're doing it too their experience like some people like they're like I hated that that was awful like I just was right. screaming the whole time or yeah what and if someone started to cry like yeah you know that anything can happen when you just let yourself breathe and think mm. without any attachments
1: exactly yeah. it's all about the attachments it's all about your perspective as you go into it as you come out of it while you're there yeah, no um,
0: expectations just sit I
1: never would have in a million years thought that I could do this, but shortly after I learned about Reiki and got invested in yoga and veganism and whatnot during my like little spiritual awakening when I was twenty one, uh, Kelly invited me to come to this ceremony that she put on at the community seven two nine center in Orlando. Oh my god. <laughs> and she brought some shaman friends of hers from Miami, which is my hometown. I didn't know these guys. there were about 10 years older than me, um, come up and lead this grid meditation where they put up like crystal grids that formed like a pyramid in the middle of their meditation space. And we meditated for like eight freaking hours doing like (laughs) Kundalini breath work and fire breath.
0: The way you just talked about that meditation made me feel like it it should have been censored. Like it was just so (laughs) good.
1: It was though. (laughs) You know, going into it, I was a little nervous because I didn't think I could do it. I mean, we took breaks here and there and yeah. we'd talk and the whole premise of it was to open Orlando's heart chakra,
0: Whoa! which, yeah, intention.
1: yeah. And mm-hmm. so there was like two days that we were doing this meditation really in the ceremony. And one day it was four hours, and one day it was like eight hours. And we'd break it up into like different meditations. And I've never done anything quite like that That's before intense, yeah. since then. And it's something that I go back to very often because I remember just being on this like vibration mm-hmm. that I had never gotten to yes but i literally my body was shaking Mm. after it and i was learning from these shaman after we went out to go get vegan food at the loving hut and then we went over to kelly's place and they were telling me all about metaphysics and, and metaphysical science in a way that like it was truly blowing my mind. Like the space mind. around you is alive. Yeah. Because
0: it has a vibration and a mm-hmm. in the frequency and molecules. And they
1: were showing me these, mm-hmm. these visual um, Drawings of the human experience and the energy within, you know, our our spirit, so to speak, and the diagrams of that hourglass shape. That when you practice Reiki and you practice yoga and breath work, you you want to envision your body to to feel that way, where mm. you're grounding from the heart down and and opening up from the heart up. Mm-hmm. And I just remember feeling like I was on like a serious psychedelic, and I wasn't. <sighs> I just had been meditating good <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had been meditating for eight hours I ate a beautiful healthy vegan meal and then I was surrounded by like-minded people that were on the vibe that I was aspiring to be on totally. and it just it's something that I go back to very regularly I think about that day and I think about that really opening up my heart chakra too Mm. and it that was around the time that i got really invested in the metaphysical community in orlando and beyond even in miami when i'd go home i was always seeking people like that and um i think it's carried it's carried um it's been carrying carried with me for years and i mean that was close to six years ago already wow yeah yeah, I'm turning 27 on October 2nd, oh which is crazy to think about. Uh, it feels like a whole new life phase that I'm entering, and I'm really excited about it. I'm going, I'm starting my Saturn return, and we'll get into astrology and all that fun stuff. But for those of you who aren't into astrology. By no means do I feel like astrology should, you know, yeah, it doesn't predict my future, even my day-to-day existence. I think horoscopes are just fun. What I really like about astrology is just having an awareness about what, the Planets are doing and, and the stars around us are doing in reference to where we're at right now on the planet. Yeah, and so, I learning like about the Saturn return mm-hmm. and how Saturn is this planet of drive and opportunity, and how it becomes direct every 27 and a half years to the place that it was in the sky when you were born. Mm. And how, when you think about it, people talk about quarter life crises, midlife crises. Those are all people going through Saturn returns.
0: Pretty much. I mean, well, your career can either skyrocket or your life can take a complete mm, 360 for sure where you get it to far and you lose your house
1: yeah and, and it's really just like having an opportunity to check in with yourself about those goals that you've had since you were a kid and some people know exactly when they're born like you and i we knew and ian we knew we wanted to be artists mm. forever you know, we we just came out of the womb. we were like, "All right, where's the stage? I'm You're ready." Right. That's exactly
0: that's that was, those were my first words in fact. So yeah.
1: Put me on a stage. Yep.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but, Sucking you know, as we talked about in the previous episode, we we always all three of us have been super performative, but um, you know, some people have to really dig deep and figure out what it is that fulfills their inner child and and their adult you know, lifestyle, right. and hopefully, if you're lucky, those two can coexist, but, you know, I think around the age of 27, 28, 29 is when you really come into your potential, and you know what you're good at, you know what you want to bring to this world, and you hopefully go after it. So you're about to end with that? Yeah. It's yeah. really exciting. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I think, I mean, this podcast is part of that, so. For sure. We'll be along for the ride.
1: <laughs> yeah, and uh, Victoria and I both live on the east side of of hollywood and it's just this magical community of like-minded people that are on our vibe whether it's the right vibe or not this is our vibe and we're so excited to include those of you in east hollywood and beyond into what we're doing here so victoria what got you into yoga
0: oh my true love yoga (laughs) for real um, I, you, uh, you know, it's funny cuz like people are always like, "Oh, I could never do yoga." When they when they haven't done it and they're like, "Yeah, I tried one class, one time and it sucked." Well, I was that same person. When I was in high school, I tried yoga when I was a senior, I think. I tried it twice. And both classes, I was like looking around the whole time like I was a vol- I was very athletic, so like I had a lot of tight areas, so that mm-hmm. was frustrating cuz I started to feel those for the first time. I was like Oh my gosh! I can't touch my toes. Or, wow, oh my that's gosh. crazy yeah. because
1: this girl's so freaking flexible <laughs> now, and it—wow, that's insane.
0: There is one one of my teachers, um, South Florida. She said something so profound once, which is simple. It's so simple, but the difference between someone that practices yoga and doesn't practice yoga—the only difference—is that when they tune in, when they come to their mat. Mm-hmm. The person that practices yoga feels their body and says, "Oh, I can't wait to get this mm. out, to work this yes. out." And the person that doesn't comes to their mountain mat, se- mat and says, "Ew, I feel so gross. I don't want to do this Ugh. anymore." I That's feel for difference. those people because, right. you, but you'll never understand that the more you breathe into it and just take it, take it easy. Yeah, so you many
1: modifications.
0: To, you don't have to look like the person next Mm-mm. to you. In fact, please don't look like the. Look like you, be you, in the pose. And that, that took me a while to open up to. Mm-hmm. And I really do, I I thank my acting classes that involved a movement because mm-hmm. that was the first time that I like really started to breathe deep, full breaths and mm-hmm. know how good that could really make me yeah. feel, how healthy that could make me feel. And my, my first yoga class that I remember being like, oh... <laughs> Melissa Rodriguez, Groove Yoga, like September. Yeah, it was like four years ago now wow. of my freshman or sophomore year of college. Oh my gosh, I went in with my other friend, Danielle, Danielle Miller, and that class literally changed my entire life. Amazing. I remember going in and coming out a completely different person. <sighs> I signed up for a subscription. Yeah. The girl that was teaching was just so spunky, and Melissa, she's so, like, fiery and badass. Thank you,
1: Melissa. Yeah,
0: thank you, Melissa. (laughs) For real. Let's
1: get Melissa on this podcast. It came full circle,
0: because (laughs) Melissa, after I got my teacher training and all that, she was one of my favorite teachers in my first few Mm. months of practicing at Groove, because that was my home studio at first. Fast forward, like, four years later, her and I both end up working at the Sanctum,
1: that's right. right. We were
0: working at the Sanctum together, which is like the health place of mm. um, Oh, it was Orlando. after it was my best. time. I know. I know it I was. You go. were gone. But <laughs> we were both like working a shift together there. And I looked at her and I was like, girl, you know, you're like, why I became a teacher. And Aww. she, she was like, oh my gosh, that's so nice. And right. then we hugged it out. And yeah. Hug it out. Right. But it really was. It's that moment that I realized that like, I can be in control of how good I feel. Mm. I can be in control of who I surround myself with. And it was yoga that first started to really show me Mm. that and invite that into my life. For sure. Because otherwise, there's there's no mindfulness. And like, Mm. yeah, yoga is westernized. And yeah, it is a trend. And yeah, it is the hot thing to do. But like, thank thank God. God. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) Because now people are like, on the vibe breathing and not stressed out all the time and things are being made that are beneficial to our psyche
1: for sure there's a definitely there's definitely this movement happening that it's funny when I was going through, I always call it my spiritual awakening, and it's funny because I went through that when I was 21, and then I feel like this year I kind of went through another one, mm. and I feel like you're just going to keep doing that throughout your life. Sure. Uh, some instance or set of instances will require you to really go in, like, m- more in tune to yourself than you are, you know, day to day or whatever, mm. and obviously it's nice to to live in that mindset, live in that lifestyle, but you know, find balance between being an extrovert and introvert, et cetera. But when I was going through my first opening up, uh, awakening towards consciousness, what have you, I got really into Reiki and energy yeah, work, and that was that's kind question.
0: <laughs> what was your first experience like with Reiki? What, okay. what
1: sparked it? So it's kind of a funny story, but I was working Halloween horror nights in 2011 in Orlando, mm-hmm. hating every second right. of it. It was awful. If you have worked it, you get it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it works for some people. For me, I was I had just started my BFA program. I wasn't sleeping very much. My boyfriend and I at the time were not doing very well. We broke up like three times during Halloween Horror Nights mm. <laughs> alone. Um, always got back together. What? We weren't doing very well. And there were only a handful of people that did Halloween Horror Nights that I really got along with. Uh, and my friend Kelly was one of those people. And throughout that time, Ray Kelly Ray and Light, Ray a light mm. she. Informed me that she was a massage therapist. I was like, girl, I will pay you $10 right now to give me a 10 minute little spot massage. And it was so freaking good (sighs) that, like, I thought about it for a year. Her massage. Oh. Yeah. Because, you know, Halloween Hornets ended. I did Grinchmas. I was in school, life. I was 20. One effective. Yes. (laughs) Kelly is fantastic. So a year goes by and she and I are trying to coordinate hanging out, but she lives by Universal. I live by UCF. It was a drive and time and everything didn't work out. So finally I book a massage with her. I was so excited. It was right after finals. So I was coming over after final and my final got out early. And so I figured, cool, I'm going to surprise her. um, And that way we can hang out a little bit before catch up. I'm getting off the highway to get to her house, and she calls me, and she's like, you're here already, aren't you? I was an hour and a half early. and I was like, how did you know? She's like, I should have called you. I'm so sorry. I had a feeling this was going to happen. I've been at the doctor's all morning. I have shingles. Or no, no, no. She said, I have chicken pox. And I was like, oh, damn. I'm so sorry to hear that. And I was like, well, I'm already here. I already had the chicken pox. So if you just want some company. She's like, I was hoping you'd say that. Cool. Like, so we hung out that entire day. It was December 1st, 2012. And I always consider December 1st like a very special day for me because she really opened me up that day. We talk Mm. about blood type diets and veganism and I got a little bit of information about Reiki. It was just kind of like, yeah, like just dip my toe in the water. She had me watch what the bleep do we know which is a documentary that I've seen with very many people since then. Mm. I always watch it with people for their first time because it's just an amazing documentary about the power of your thinking, power of your thoughts, metaphysical science. Um, I still haven't seen it. Oh, well, <laughs> I know what we're doing soon. Yes. <laughs> it's great. Um, I definitely recommend that. I'll put that in the show notes because it's it, it was a very monumental experience for yes. me. So Kelly and I, from then on, just got really tight and we hung out all the time. I helped her do a lot of spiritual events in Orlando called Beers and Beyond, which is not really a thing anymore. But Kelly's killing it in uh, the CBD industry and we'll get more in that on another episode. I'd love to have her on. Um, But she's also a Reiki practitioner. And so Reiki, for those of you who don't know, is chakra alignment, energy healing, energy alignment. Every body has seven major chakras in their body. You have about a 100 and change Mm. other chakras throughout your body. And it's just energy portals or...
0: Parts of your body where the kundalini, the body, the basal energy is circulating, Mm. it's alive and it's like, yeah, it's, it literally, quite literally spirals. Like specifically through your spine. Yes. There's seven different parts of your, in your spine you have, there's the active one and there's the rest one. And they're the type of energies that like propel up Mm -hmm. your spine and go down your spine and they're with a within alignment of each other and they ride literally they're like nerves that are Mm -hmm. in your spine and at those points is when they crisscross yes And
1: And and so you visualize in meditation and yoga and as a Reiki practitioner, whether you're just doing it on yourself or doing a session for other people, you just envision these, these energy systems, these energy wheels to be in alignment, to be flowing the way that they should be flowing. And it's just this really beautiful practice that is not just the practitioner's job, it's also the person who's getting Reiki to intend and visualize their energy flowing properly. And so I was fascinated, as as most people would be when right. they learn about it. It's a very beautiful practice. And so Kelly did an alignment on me, uh, and I remember walking away from her apartment to my car, and I felt like I was eight and a half feet tall. Jesus. It was... I, I... Felt like I was in an alignment that I wanted to vibrate on all the time. Your shakti, that's the term My I was looking for. The yes. shakti
0: is the was alive. It and opened the and basal yes, the
1: and it was the first time I ever felt that way ever. And so I, I wanted to learn more. And Kelly started doing Reiki attunements. She got her. her level three, she became a Reiki master. And so I was in, if not her first Reiki attunement, one of her very first Mm. attunements. And I got certified in level one in 2013. Mm. And then exactly a year later, I did level two right before I moved to California. So Reiki was just this beautiful experience for me that really allowed me the time and space to start meditating, you know, going full circle. And I feel like it really enhanced my yoga practice. I feel like it enhanced my relationships. And I really feel like it enhanced my my acting. Because, oh, yeah. you know, if I felt like... Your awareness. Exactly. If I wasn't really committed to what the character and the script and the text had going on, I would just kind of like check in with myself and try to figure out why I wasn't connecting. Mm-hmm. You know, do a little bit of clearing or balancing. And wow, an epiphany would happen, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah, Reiki is.
0: Speaking of Kelly Rae Light and her wake- Reiki awakenings, <laughs> say that five times fast. Reiki <laughs> awakening, <laughs> nope. No <laughs> she one day I remember you invited me and some of our friends to what was that place called again? Oh man, um, it's in Orlando. It's yeah, healing medicinal gypsy apothecary.
1: Apo- a- 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 yes. yes, it's in South off Orlando, of Orange Avenue. Yep, in, OBT.
0: Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and I was driving it off obt, which is like it's a little sketchy. Kind very of, sketchy. Yeah, very sketchy road. I was stressed beyond belief, mm-hmm. was fighting with my boyfriend at the time. I was like, "Where is this place?" I'm like, "So like so yeah. not zen, right? Yeah. So not." And isn't
1: it funny this. how so often when we go to be mm-hmm. zen, whatever occurrences or instances pop up that allow us to like just lose our shit, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, yeah. I mean, I, I I walked
0: in there and it was apparent I was already late and everyone was,
1: y'all were like chilling like little
0: babies just <laughs> cuddling each other. It was you, Sydney, and Amirio. And Ian. And Ian. Oh, and Ian, yes. Oh my gosh, I remember we were in like this tiny little cove with so many salt lamps. Mm. All the pillows. And I come See? in in a hurry. Oh yeah. <laughs> but I come in like hot and heavy like, okay, let's do this.
1: Let's get sun. <laughs>
0: And she and Kelly was like, okay, you're going to lay right in front of me.
1: <laughs> yeah, she worked on you a lot that night. <laughs> she made me lay right in front mm. of her. Because you needed it. I did. Yeah.
0: I was bawling through most of that. Mm. And rightfully so. I was so resistant to it at first, mm. too. Cause she just, like, hovered her hand over my stomach, which is where you hold your emotional mm. centers. Yeah. Your hips and your stomach. Yep. Basically, you know, your sacral chakra and your solar plexus that... In it's that now. area of, like, where you, when you get butterflies in your stomach mm-hmm. or you get nervous. It's that, that gut feeling. Yeah, gut feeling. Yeah. It's where you are. It's, it's where your truth is. And I'm, I was trying to hide. I was definitely trying to hide. And she just put her hands right over it and was like, nah, girl, we pulling this
1: out. Not today, Victoria. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes, she worked on all of us and she took us into a really beautiful journey for about an hour. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget that because... Again, just like Melissa, she kind of brought me into a whole other, For sure. a whole other plane of myself that I didn't
1: realize was there. Speaking of, okay, this is now the Kelly episode because honestly, like we're talking about our our intro to metaphysical wellness, and she's a big part of yours. Before. She is like mm-hmm. the the most integral part of it. So Kelly, if you're listening, I love you and thank you. I can't wait to have you on to talk about all these things. Yes um, so during this time in my life uh, Kelly was developing like a life coaching s- practice that she wound up doing for a couple years through her her old company, um, her metaphysical company that she has transitioned out of uh, the moment but who knows where that'll bring her in the future I hope many places but she was developing this, this system for her clients. Because we were a really good friends, she wanted to use me as a guinea pig. She knew I really needed it. I was going through a breakup. Um, I was thirty pounds heavier than I am now because I ate my feelings because of that breakup, and I partied because I was free and single for the first time in years. <laughs> and it caught up with me real quick. I got really depressed, really overweight, and it affected my schooling. It affected my life, like, so much. Um, Because, you know, a lot of what we do, we have to have confidence in, in ourselves, just as human beings. Like, it's, it's hard to walk around this, you know, planet without loving yourself. And, and I definitely... Yeah, being comfortable in your yes. own
0: skin is the biggest battle you'll ever have.
1: And I definitely wasn't, and I definitely didn't feel that love within myself. So this was a huge journey for me back to that place of of love. And so Kelly developed this system for me. And um, some of it involved tarot readings, some of it involved Reiki attunements, some of it involved a massage, like whatever we both intuitively were feeling like I needed, she would provide that for me. Mm-hmm. And she gave me a really great deal on it because we were friends. And then, you know, she kind of, learned how to do the system through, you know, her guinea pigs, which I was so grateful. Uh, I still am. And one of the sessions, it was the one that we did Reiki. Um, like I said, I had been, um, exploring myself, my sexuality, like what I wanted in relationships. And I still had a lot of healing that I needed to do from my my previous relationships. So she worked on my sacral chakra, my sexual so- chakra, the orange one, the second one, you know, and it needed a lot of clearing i was still very very hurt and very protective, very probably. protective yeah. exactly that i was cl- like my it was just all over the place yeah. every time we worked together she was saying that my sacral was all over the place mm. so we really focused on it and it was crazy i could feel my yes, sh- yes but it felt like something came out of my body like that chakra or whatever whatever
0: With her little demon it yeah. and,
1: and it felt like it was taken out and then she did some work on it and it, she put it back in and it felt totally different wow. and afterwards Whoa, she was she telling like, me took it out and
0: like brush it off
1: yes that's exactly what she did she said that she visualized cuz Kelly is clair, clair-sentient, clair- clairaudient. sentient clair clair audience i don't believe she's clairvoyant where she can see mm. beings I, I don't want to miss say anything, but I know she can hear um, beings and 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 spirits, you know, when she when it when it's appropriate. And so she said that she felt my entire ancestral and and spirit guide community join her. There were animals and fairies, wow. and I could feel my grandparents. And that's a whole other. Topic We'll cover another episode, but my, my paternal grandmother who I was very close to when I was little, she was a performer. We just, we just sync up a lot. Like after she passed away, I used to see her and feel her and I can hear her talk to me sometimes when I'm meditating and, um, I could feel her there when this was going on, which was really powerful, really beautiful. And, Kelly said that all of my collective, like the people, the, the beings and spirits looking out for me were around her as she took my sacral chakra out, crystallized it, <laughs> purified it and put it back inside of me. <laughs> exactly. And I could feel that without knowing what the hell was going on. Because I, my eyes were closed. I was in another state. Yeah. Kelly was in another state. <laughs> like yeah, I was just floating in space. <laughs> but um, you know, and if this stuff seems a little out mm. there, woo woo, to you, that's totally cool. Yeah. Uh, but this is my truth, and that's that's how I felt and it makes me feel good. So. <laughs>
0: hey, visualization is one of the most powerful forms of mind control you can do. Yeah, do you just like pretend that something's happening or you try to visualize yourself in a certain situation or circumstance even before it happens. Mm-hmm. You might find yourself in that situation. Yeah, the law of attraction,
1: and then you know what to do there for sure. Speaking I mean, it's of the law of
0: attraction that freaking documentary talking yes. about. <laughs> it's so funny because, like, you you hear people and their negativity towards it, and it's like. You know what? Why not? Like, why not just, like, believe that you can create your universe yeah. and your reality? What? Oh, you're only here for so long. Why like, Just act on it.
1: Do it. I find it so amazing to watch, you know, people I admire and and uh, people in the industry talk about their visualizations. One of my favorite examples is Jim Carrey and how he used to visualize seeing himself on billboards. Did you see kiddings? Or ki- I
0: haven't. Kind, kindly? Kidding.
1: Kidding. Kidding. No. I saw
0: the first episode and I it want was... To wonderful okay it was the most heartwarming but also just like record scratch
1: like yep that sounds like Jim Carrey (laughs) so Jim Carrey he wrote himself a check for five million dollars and dated it for five years after Mm. the day that he wrote it Mm. and um five years almost to the day isn't He's that
0: the day after. I don't know. <laughs> we'll have to we'll have
1: to source check that one, Jim Carrey. When you come on the podcast, we can talk about it. Yo, let's manifest it. That's I what know, we're saying, that's you what guys. We're we are visualizing Jim Carrey on podcasts on the vibe. Now we
0: need to do impressions so that it's solidified.
1: Well, five years after he wrote that, <laughs> he starred in Ace Ventura, which set his career on fire. What? Yeah. B e a. That's Bruce Almighty, but I totally caught your drift.
0: <laughs> he's, he's the same in every single one. Oh so. God, he's he's
1: he's a he's a crazy, but but he's but, cook. He's, but, he's, but cook. he's on the vibe. Yeah. And he knows what's up. You know, if you listen to some of his documentaries or his interviews, he's all about the metaphysical oh world. Gosh,
0: see the one, he was, like, on the red carpet, and he was doing circles around that one girl that was interviewing him. <laughs> and she was like, so how do you feel about this movie? Who do you think's going to win? And he was just like, there is no movie. None of us exist. Like, it was <laughs> He was just circling this woman, you know. Like, hey. And
1: after a certain point of living enough and and you know yeah, going through the mundane bullshit the and, and having times. that kind of life, like you just don't give any shits anymore. And you just people are still gonna pay you money, for and still sure. Gonna love
0: you, and if anything, like what a publicity
1: stunt on his part, <laughs> for sure. I mean, uh, I could go on and on about Jim Carrey; he's wonderful. Ah, uh, so Ian. Ian! Let's talk about your little journey. What's up, guys? What's up? How's it going? So, Ian, what brought you to a lifestyle and um, way of thinking about metaphysical wellness?
2: I think it began when I was a kid, just spending so much time in nature Um, around my house in North Carolina. That was what we did. Like, my mom would basically lock us outside (laughs) and be like, go play. And so...
1: Good
2: mom yeah my brother and I just spent time in in the creek and in the fields around and I think really the there was a really tall maple tree outside of our house and so I would climb up in that tree and spend most of the day there and it was almost like a meditation I would just hang out on the branches and take some snacks up there and uh <laughs> Snack monster. Listen to the...
1: <laughs> he is a snack monster.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I would listen to the leaves, you know, blowing in the wind. And that was kind of the beginning. Uh, you know, and I guess at the time, I didn't really feel like I was comprehending that, oh, I'm doing a spiritual thing right now or meditating. I was just in it. And I think that's the purest, mm-hmm. like, beauty of childhood is that you are just present yeah. without trying you're just there
0: kids are naturally in
2: that state all the time yeah totally so i think that that was kind of the beginning but i my real like awakening to uh to spirituality came around when i was around 18 um and my mom had a lot to do with it Mm -hmm.
0: uh she so cool
2: yeah my mom's the best but she's re- she got really into energy healing and reiki work, quantum touch, uh as well as yoga and then shifting, you know, shifting one's diet for a more conscious way of eating with vegan veganism and uh you know, creating vegan recipes, things like that.
1: So Ian's mom and his family run a raw, vegan, sugar-free, gluten-free, soy-free... High (laughs) antioxidant. ...dark chocolate company called Sinless. And Ian and his brother now own it after his mom created the recipe. And so talk about having your livelihood be about metaphysical wellness for other people and yourself to enjoy. And the chocolate we're biased. So friggin' good. It's it. It yeah.
2: the
0: best chocolate covered strawberries. Mm. <laughs> and dates. Oh Yum. my god, I'm gonna cry.
1: We have dates, we'll do we it. We should put um, up
0: recipes for you guys.
1: We will. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's been about eight years running and I think that was you know, so that was one of the things that was a vehicle for my spiritual awakening my mom started making all these vegan recipes and showing you know how how you can heal yourself through fe- through food, meditation, uh and a variety of different I don't know what
1: modalities.
2: What modalities. Well,
1: Ian's mom Modality. also looks 10 or 15 years younger younger than she is. She goes to yoga sometimes two or three times a day. She's insane. Um, But she learned all about raw food at the Tree of Life with Dr. Gabriel Cousins and brought back all of her knowledge to her family. Now, Ian is actually one of those few people in the world, if you're listening and you have this allergy, please write to us so you and Ian can connect. He (laughs) is allergic to chicken and turkey and any type of poultry. So for past like 16 years he hasn't had any white meat he was eating dark meat and everything but when kathy brought back this knowledge about veganism and healing through food ian just really like fell in love with that lifestyle
2: yeah i started doing tons of research and uh so i went vegan when i was 18 and it was kind of coupled with my spiritual discovery as well I started reading a lot of Buddhist texts and I, through my mom, I discovered a author, Dr. Uh, David Hawkins. And David Hawkins wrote a book called Power Versus Force about spiritual kinesiology and how you can discover truth by using your physical body's muscle response. But it goes much deeper than that. He has a, a tons of books that have been translated into like 150 different languages and so through his books, I really dove in to meditation and the pursuit of enlightenment and unlocked a whole different pathway for myself. And I think it's carried on to this day. You know, that's something that shaped my m- maturity into, you know, from a boy to a man. Boys, wow. me. Boys to me.
0: <laughs> Mindful boys to me. <laughs> <laughs> right?
2: But definitely go check out all of David Hawkins' uh, books. He also has interviews with Oprah and a variety of other talk shows. But just a really inspiring, pleasant, kind person.
1: Yeah, we'll put that in the show notes. Thank you, Ian. Ian. And thank hey, you all for. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thanks for
0: tuning in. Thanks for being our friend. Thanks for breathing.
1: Yes. Keep breathing, y'all. Until next time, it feels feels good good to be tapped in. in.